Thank you for joining me for our Christmas Eve worship. We're going to begin tonight with singing hymn number 55, O Come All Ye Faithful. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore him, O come, let us adore him, O come, let us adore him. Him Christ the Lord. God from true God and light from light eternal, born of a virgin to earth he comes. Only begotten Son of God the Father, O come let us adore him, O come let us adore him, O come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. We worship in the name of our triune God, the Father who sent his Son to save us, the Son who is true God, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, and of the Holy Spirit, who calls us to faith in God's Son. Amen. Behold, a virgin has conceived and born a son. His name is called Emmanuel. He is the shoot that grew out of the stem of Jesse. The son is the branch that grew out of Jesse's roots. He is the promised star out of Jacob. He is the ruler out of Israel. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Rejoice greatly and shout for joy, for through him we have the tender mercy of our God. He is our day spring from on high. He came to give us light because the world without him sat in darkness. I want to see him. I want to behold him. How my heart yearns within me. Our first reading this evening is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 35. 
In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. And a second lesson also from Luke, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Will sing our next song, Joy to the World, hymn number 62. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world, 
with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness, and wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider this evening is, again from Luke, from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow worshipers of the Christ child who came to save sinners like you and me, there was a minister who, kind of hard to believe, but it was, it was Christmas Eve afternoon and he decided to take a nap in his office before his Christmas Eve service. And as he slept that day, he dreamed of what the world would be like if there had been no Christmas, if Christ hadn't come, no Christmas bells. No Christmas bells peeled out the familiar carols. No happy voices sang, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. In his dream, he walked down the street and, and there was no church that stood at the corner. When he returned to his study, there were no books that talked about the Savior on his bookshelf. And as he stood there, the doorbell rang and there was this young boy that came to him and asked him to come see his dying mother. And so he hurried as quick as he could to see her, stood by her bed, and opened his Bible to read words of comfort for her, but there was no John 3, 16. 
God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And there was no John 14 where Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Those passages weren't in his Bible. His Bible ended with Malachi. And because it ended with Malachi, there was no New Testament message of salvation. No word about how Jesus suffered and died and rose from the dead. Nothing of that. Well, the pa pastor just wept bitterly. Christ in his dream, had not come. Just then the minister was awakened by voices that were singing, the choir singing, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem, come and behold him, born the king of angels, O come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. That dream awakened in that pastor this newfound appreciation, a fresh appreciation for Christmas. It reminded him that Christmas does make a difference. This Christmas Eve, God's word is telling us that Christmas does make a difference for the shepherds and for us as we consider life without Christmas and then also life with Christmas. What would the shepherd's life have been like if Christ hadn't come, if Christmas hadn't taken place? Most likely what they would have done is they would have continued tending their sheep in their normal existence. And when the Sabbath day came around, what they probably would have done is they would have, well, some of the shepherds maybe stayed with the sheep and some of them gone to the synagogue. And, and in the synagogue, what they would have done is they would have heard the scribes and the Pharisees preach their message in which they focused on the Mosaic Law, which is good writing, of course, and, and all the Jewish, Jewish traditions that had been added to God's word, but they would have focused on that and talked about what they needed to do to be acceptable to God. That, of course, meant that there was no real spiritual peace for them. They would have always had a fear of God's final judgment. And now what would our lives be like if there had been no Christmas? Chances are that instead of celebrating Christmas right now, we'd be selling, celebrating some pagan holiday instead. If Christ hadn't come, the stores and the businesses, they would have absolutely needed to find something that they could use to strum up some business at the end of the year to get us to spend our money and buy their products. The holiday probably would be a lot like Christmas, in that it would make people very busy and stressed out. And if we came to church at this time of year, instead of hearing about the Savior, we'd probably hear a message like that of the scribes and the Pharisees too, what they preached to the Jewish people, talking about the laws and the traditions, what a person needed to do to be acceptable to God. And that meant that there were no guarantees. There was no certain hope of eternal life, just uncertainties and fears about death and about judgment. That's life without Christmas. 
And now, unfortunately, in our world today, there are all too many people who live their lives without Christmas. Now, they may have Christmas in their lives. They may put up their Christmas trees. They may give and receive Christmas gifts, put out their Christmas decorations. They may even be regular church attenders. But only those people who, by the grace of God, can see their sin and know what they deserve because of their sins and then also know about God's grace and love and know about Jesus the Savior and how he came, how he came for us. Only those people are really living their lives with Christmas, with Christ. On that first Christmas Eve, those shepherds, they were out in the field tending their flocks and they were probably expecting a normal night. Maybe there would be a couple of sheep that would run off and wander off that they'd have to track down. Maybe, maybe a wolf would come, but instead what happened is an angel came to them. An angel appeared to them that Jesus, to tell them that Jesus the Savior was born in Bethlehem. And, well, the shepherds, they reacted to that message by saying, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told about. They hurried off, leaving their flocks behind because what they had to do is they just had to worship that long-expected Savior who had finally come into the world. The shepherds, they give us quite an example about priorities. They dropped everything. They just had to worship the Christ child. Luke says, when they had seen Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Christmas really made a difference in the lives of those shepherds. I, I don't think that any of them, after they saw Jesus, after they heard the angels, I don't think any of them probably stopped tending their sheep to become pastors, although maybe they could have. What they probably did, though, is they probably went back to tending their sheep, but whenever they happened to meet anyone, one of the first things that they'd always have to tell people about in their conversation is how God blessed them. Well, the angel's telling them about the Savior. They're going to Bethlehem to the manger and seeing the Savior of the world talking about the night that he was born. And shouldn't Christmas really have the same effect on us? The same effect on us because Jesus, the true Son of God, left his throne on high and came here to this world to suffer and die for you and for me to pay for our sins so that we could look forward to eternal life in heaven. Instead of being condemned to hell for all eternity, we can know for sure that we have this eternal home in heaven, a place reserved for us in heaven. So like the shepherds, let's be eager for those opportunities to worship. And like the shepherds, if we're going to worship the Christ child, what we're going to have to do is make time to worship him. Have you ever wondered what happened to the shepherd's sheep when they went to see Jesus? Oh, there are a lot of people that speculate on that, but it didn't really matter. 
because what they had to do is worship Christ, their Savior. After they worshiped him, their whole purpose in life had to end up changing and, and if you think about it, they were planning then to do everything they could to share the Savior in. And isn't that the reason really why God left us here in this earth, on this earth? He made us his believing children and now we're here to spread the news. I often talk about this young girl who listened to her Sunday school teacher talk about how Jesus died for her so that she could go to heaven. And this girl asked her teacher, if Jesus died for me so that I can go to heaven, then why am I still here and not in heaven? And the answer for that little girl, and the answer for you and me as well, is that God still has us here because he wants us to serve him. He wants us to tell someone about Jesus, the Savior. Oh, that preacher who took that quick nap on Christmas Eve and, and dreamed, dreamt that Christmas didn't happen, that there was no Savior. That's a scary, startling dream. Fortunately, we don't have to trouble ourselves with a question like, what if Jesus hadn't come? Because he did come. But maybe we should ask ourselves, does Christmas really make a difference in our lives? in the hustle and bustle of getting ready for Christmas, it can sometimes seem that, well, the real meaning of Christmas doesn't make a whole lot of difference when we're maybe stuck in traffic or in line at a checkout line. We may tend to forget about the true meaning of Christmas as we get angry and frustrated with those who are holding us up and slowing us down when we have so much to do. That's why we need to be like the shepherds in our reading tonight. And just look at what they did. They just dropped everything because they had to worship their Savior. They saw their whole purpose for life as being now to spread the news about the Savior. Christmas won't seem to make a whole lot of difference in our lives if we get caught up in the rat race of this world. But when we stop and remember why Christ came, to save sinners like you and me, to win a home for us in heaven, then Christmas does make a whole lot of difference for us as it did for the shepherds. It'll show in our lives. And it'll show in our lives especially as we look for people with whom to tell Christ the Savior is born. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that as we have known on earth the wonder of that light, we may also behold him in all his glory in the life to come. We pray through your only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
And we gather up all of the prayers we have this Christmas Eve as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's close with Silent Night, hymn number 60. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing alleluia, Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Thank you for joining me for our Christmas Eve worship. Well, we have our Christmas Day service at 9.30 a.m., but you probably won't see this video until after that service. Hope and pray that we get to see you for worship as we think about how Christmas really does make a difference in our lives. Again, thank you for joining me for worship today. The Lord bless and keep you always. Merry Christmas.